Hey, my name is Kevin Clark. I'm the host of a new football podcast called Slow News Day. I want to tell you about it. On Mondays, Lindsey Jones and I will recap the weekend in football that was, as well as look ahead to what's next. On Wednesday, the normal Slow News Day, the thing you've been watching for years, current players, current coaches, current analysts talking about the football world. And on Friday, it's a wild card. Could be some college football, could be more pro stuff. It's a video podcast, so you can watch it on Spotify or listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Follow on Spotify. It's Slow News Day. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on all of the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explorer page in the post and bet live same-game parlays for every. NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen at the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 and up in president-select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. The East Coast Bias Boys are back. Uh, there's a lot to chew on. Raheem Palmer and his Phillies are in the World Series. Joe House is disgusted about seeing Bryce Harper in the World Series. And I want the Yankee general manager and manager fired. So on that note, boys, welcome in. Uh, House, we missed you yesterday. And Bill Belichick kind of cost us. Let's just put it that way. That's where we're going to start. You and I were invested in the Pats. We both had him teased. We both needed the Pats to win. And of course, the Podfathers boys and his Hall of Fame illustrious head coach does not deliver for us. You know what I miss, JJ? And, and you know, we could work this out here at the Ringer, here at East Coast Bias. Somebody at Spotify. I need the cliff notes of the Monday podcast between you and Dream. Because Dream laid out the case for why it was reasonable to be skeptical about uh, the Patriots and especially their run defense. I just didn't have, I live a busy life. I have a complicated agenda at all times, like trying to keep up with all the pods, all the information at all times. Now I'm very happy that I didn't have giant exposure to the Patriots, but man, as much as I'm prepared to criticize the college style pivot you know, after one series in a football game, you know, after two series, whatever it was, the the truly concerning thing with the Patriots is the defense. The Bears didn't do anything extraordinary. That offensive line for the Bears bullied the Patriots defensive line. 
They they pushed them around. They got everything they needed. Every third down that they needed, it felt like, and, and fields ran all over the field, which is what the dream tried to lay down yesterday. Am I right, Dream? Yeah, I mean, I look, I, I, I said it before. Kaepernick has gone there and beat them. Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, the bad version of Geno Smith. This team cannot beat running quarterbacks for whatever reason. And you, you're looking at a Patriots team that was 27th and rushing EPA per play on defense. So, I mean, that was one of the things that surprised me. So when I saw that number, and look, I know a lot of people said Bill Belichick will go in there and he would kind of – take away what the Bears do best. But if you can't stop what somebody does best, you're in trouble. So I I, I, I tried to try to warn everybody and say, yeah, I think the Bears were a good play. But, I mean, I can't, I couldn't blame you for taking the Patriots at home. But you thought the Bears would keep it close to Raheem. Did you honestly think the Bears were going to go into New England and win that game outright? You know, like I, I said they would keep it close, but like right around game time, I started to have a feeling like this could kind of go left. Um, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I, I put something big on the on the Bears second half. Um, I think they were plus nice, six. Nice, good they for were... you. I went, next time you got to tell me these things. You know, you could help me out, buddy. <laughs> we we do have a text thread after all. Yeah, I just I, I just was I was mostly watching NBA for most of the night, and I I, I saw them up six at halftime. I was like, you know what? I think the Bears end up winning this game. So I didn't think it was gonna be a blowout though. <laughs> well, and now you got to look at the Patriots. How about this spot for the Patriots this week? They should absolutely start Zappy at quarterback. Um, and I don't want to listen. Whether Mac, I don't think it was Mac Jones' health. I think it's the idea that you got a hot quarterback. You got a guy who's comfortable within the system. He's making plays. He's winning games. Start him and play him. But House Belichick, historically speaking, has owned the New York Jets. Richard Seymour called it the homecoming game last year for the New England Patriots when they won like forty-seven to nothing. Whatever the case may be. Are you surprised that I know no Brees Hall and I know no Vera Tucker? Are you surprised the Pats are still a road favorite at the Jets this Sunday? I, I have to be honest. I, I am. I'm surprised by this number. I, I'm going to play the Jets money line. I'm just going to go ahead and, and and play it. You know, I'm, I'm going to look. What's that number right now? I'm, I'm going to get on it uh, today. You probably We're get like this 110, Tuesday. 115, give or take. Plus. Yes. So, so plus odds on the money line, plus the one and a half points. For the Jets, uh, I just I think that all of the history and this is a, a problem that we have that doesn't apply just to the Patriots and Belichick. We also have to, like, just look ourselves in the face, look in the mirror about Tom Brady and the Bucks, about Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. There are massive amounts of information and data about those those guys and their performances over the last 15 years, uh, going on to 20 years with Belichick and Tom Brady, where, the, you know, after losses, after a loss of this amount, after, you know, this this kind of circumstance, I don't think we're using that playbook anymore. I think this this Jets team especially, they don't give a F. Are we allowed to say F on this on this podcast? <laughs> oh, that works for me. I'm okay. Yeah, that works for me. Fs. We definitely allowed to say it. They give zero Fs about this Patriots legacy and who these Patriots have been in the past and who these Patriots, you know, intend to be this coming season. This just team just keeps going on and handling their business. It's a new identity. And I'm not, I'm petrified of going against the Jets. I mean, I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop with both the Jets and the Giants. And it's just not happening. Now, the Giants, I think, are vulnerable, um, more vulnerable than the Jets. Uh, and I think the James Robinson acquisition 
was stupendous. How smart that was, how quickly they moved. The Jets pushed the the the, the chips in. That tells the team something, right? They, they're like, hey, this is a division game. We've had 20 years of getting our ass kicked by this team. Let's go show everybody the new kids on the block. Do you, you, you agree with me, Dream? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not sure if I agree with you because I, I, I think, to me, the Giants, they have a little bit more to build off of than the Jets. To me, the Jets are kind of winning with smoke and mirrors. I mean, like, they played the Broncos last week. I, I think, I mean, that Broncos offense is absolutely abysmal. This is still a Jets offense, which is 24th in EPA per play and 29th in success rate. So, I mean, they they, they lose Brees Hall. Now, I know you pick up another running back here, but I, I'm not sure if I want to back the Jets this week. I, I think this and might be the don't sleep on that Vera Tucker injury, guys, because he was playing like an all-pro offensive lineman could play guard, could play tackle. That is a stay away for me. I mean, maybe I'm going to change my mind house by the end of the week. Line opened at two and a half, now down to one and a half. If the Jets were right, if you told me Hall was playing in this game, I'd be in. But the transition period for a guy like Robinson, losing Vera Tucker. And the other thing that would worry me is this a game, though, that Zach Wilson just completely screws up. You know what I mean, yeah. House? That would be my only concern. We have not... Basically, the Jets are undefeated and Zach Wilson starts. They haven't asked him to do too much. Now is this the week where he makes a couple of big mistakes and that ends up being costly. That's that's fair enough. And I'm not going to go huge on this this Jets team. I just don't like the the situation for New England. I don't like the flux. And, you know, I, I guess you can go ahead and, and convince yourself that Belichick will be able to um, you know produce magic here. But it's a short week for New England going in and it's a divisional game. So I don't mind laying a little bit with the Jets. For me, I think, I think if you're going to play this game, if you're going to play the Jets in this spot, I'd rather tease them low total 40 and a half. I I just see no value in grabbing the the one and a half, the two here in this spot. If I, if I was to play the Jets, I would tease it, cross out those key numbers of three and seven. And I think you got a one possession game either way. All right, Raheem, from an odd standpoint, the mm-hmm. Indianapolis Colts say sayonara Matt Ryan. In comes slinging Sam Elliger, the old Texas product. Does this make you more or less bullish on Indianapolis in weeks ahead? Because the betting market opened up the commander and house, the C-words, as five-point underdogs, that Indy. That line is now down to three. So do you think we will see now a resurgence in Indianapolis with a running quarterback? Or do you think not having a veteran presence going to someone more inexperienced is just a cry for help? Where do you see that from an odd standpoint, Raheem? Well, when you look at the when you look at the Indianapolis Colts, they are 31st in sacks taken this year with 24. They are 23rd in adjusted sack rate. This is a bad offensive line. And when they signed Matt Ryan, we kind of assumed that this would be the same offensive line, but you it was clear in preseason that this offensive line isn't the same. So you add Ellinger to the mix and you have a more mobile guy who can kind of escape the pocket and do some things. And the Colts tend to, they tend to improve as the season goes along with Frank Wright. So I think this is a good spot for the Colts against the Washington football team. Well, the commanders. Uh, so I, I'm a little, I'm, I'm, I'm higher on the Colts than I was before. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to intervene here with, with the C words. I don't disagree with the sober analysis by the gentleman from Philadelphia. All I'll say is the Washington pass rush over the last two weeks against the Bears and against the Packers, 
finally starting to show the identity that the C words hoped that that we would have. We we would have we, we yeah. the DMB <laughs> would have coming into the season. Chase Young's not that far off now. In the terms of the the, the this game against the Colts, you can't sleep on the intangibles that Heineke brings to the table. That they mm-hmm. just love him. The team loves him. They rally around him. They understand that he's an underdog and it's just, he's going to make mistakes. <laughs> he made mistakes against the Packers. I honestly thought that, that uh, Green Bay with 30 seconds left and the ball, you know, uh, coming up the field, we're going to get the field goal that they needed. Um, I mean, it's just an amazing set of circumstances, what's going on with Green Bay on the offensive side of the ball. But, uh, Heineke with the Washington weapons, this is the thing. We, we, we've been sort of waiting to see it click fully with Wentz and it we saw it fits and starts. Washington scored some points a couple different times. But this most recent um, iteration, Curtis Samuel and especially McLaurin, he really, un, un, he has such a relationship with McLaurin. Um, he, they, there's a mutual trust there. Um, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to play this game. I'm not going to play that commanders, the C words and, and, and the Colts. Um, but I, all I'm saying is don't sleep on, on Washington's ability to score. The interesting thing for me, uh, and what I'm going to keep an eye on is the total might, might, um, you know, I think it's around 39 or 40 might play an over on this one. I'm glad that you mentioned a total. And by the way, I am not fading the C words with Heineke because there's just too much good juju. There's too many good vibes. Like, I'm not doing it. Like, well, let me get Wentz back in there, and then I'll be more than happy to go fade the C-words again, House. But you mentioned a total. How about this one? This one caught my eye when I was looking ahead at week eight. The Dolphin-Lion game, Raheem. 51 and a half. That is a high, high total between the Dolphins and the Lions. So you telling me that total in Vegas is thinking, we're going to have 37-31 written all over it? because. I see a total like that, Dream. That was my first instinct. Yeah, I mean, look, I think this thing has gotten bet up from like 48. Like, I think that was the opener. Actually, I think they might have opened up at 49, and people bet this up. So my 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 model for this game actually has this around, like, where does it have it? It has it at, I think it has it at 50, 55 using this Whoa. season's numbers. Yeah. So, I mean, when I'm using priors, it's a, it's a lot lower. So... I could see where, you know, people would want to come in on this one, especially after last week, the Lions played the Cowboys defense, which is one of the best in the league. I do think at some point it's going to get a little bit too high, but I can understand the move for the over. I'm in on that. All right, House, you told me there's one bet that you've already made this week. Uh, I'm excited to hear this. I'm very, very excited to hear this because I'll be honest with you, fellas. There's two bets that I have lined up, but I'm going to start with you, House. What do we have lined up for week eight? They are the darling of the uh, 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 sharp crowd. They're the darling of the against the spread crowd. <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons are laying less than a touchdown at home against the Carolina Panthers. Carolina, you know, recency bias. We all watched them handle their business against Tampa Bay. They really rallied around, you know, the, the change of quarterback, the change in, in, in overall uh, forecast for their season. Um, they had the change in coach the week prior and they, they, they kind of laid an egg with that one, but what they did to, to Tampa stifling all of the red zone opportunities for, uh, Tom Brady, who's clearly got too much uh, money going out to divorce lawyers to pay attention 
to his NFL career at the moment, it seems. Um, I just love the Falcons by anything less than than a touchdown. They're seventh uh, in the NFL in offensive DVOA. And the thing for me with, with Carolina, I don't see how they can score. They're, they're, they, Chubba, uh, Chubba Hubbard, Chubba Hubbard, try and say that 10 times really fast. Injured. <laughs> Dante Foreman, I think we see the return to form of uh, uh, PJ Walker. And I just, this Atlanta offense is good. I just think them at home, um, they, they're going to get out early. They're going to get off. And, and anything less than a touchdown is a bet that I, I fired on already. Raheem, I give it an endorsement. You give it an endorsement? No, I strongly, I, I strongly disagree. This is I, great. I love I you love strongly. Okay. I love it. I, I love you, House, but a lot of the sharp money came in on the Carolina Panthers at plus it six did. and a half. Yeah, floated. And one, floated. One, one of the reasons why is that this is a, a, a Falcons team which is dealing with cluster injuries in the secondary. Obviously, Casey Hayward is already on IR, but they they lost AJ Terrell. So the strength of this Falcons defense was their secondary, and then obviously you lose D Alford. So this secondary is a mess. So that's one of the reasons why I personally faded them last week and took the Bengals minus six and a half. I think they're Me in a too. similar. Yeah, I mean, I think they're in a similar spot this week. Now, PJ Walker hasn't looked good, <laughs> but last week he carved up the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is a lot better than this Falcons defense. And the Falcons don't have a pre- pass rush at all. This is the worst pass rush in the NFL. So to me, you're looking at a Panthers team who is rejuvenated with a new head coach. They have the better defense. P.J. Walker should kind of be able to get whatever he wants on this Falcons team. I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised if the, Fal- if the, the Panthers won this game outright. Wow. So Raheem buying regression to the mean for the previously undefeated Atlanta Falcons ATS. House wants to get on him. Raheem wants nothing to do with it. Uh, you know, I was going to give you a lukewarm endorsement house, but now I, I, I'm staying out of it. I'm Stay just staying out of it. Out of it. I'm like, <laughs> you guys duke it out. That's we got it. an East Coast fight right here. D.C. and Philly head to head. <laughs> That's it. New York is abstaining. That's what we're doing right about now. Um, now I need to get your thoughts, Raheem, on my first bet that I've made this week. Okay. And I bet this team way too often. Way too often. And they're not a good team house. The Texans this week, getting a point and a half at home against the Tennessee Titans. I know Vrabel's terrific. I know the Titans are in first place. The Texans are in a lot of these games. The fact that this game is less than a field goal is all you need to know, I think. I'm on Houston. I'm riding with Houston. They're tough. It looks like Lovey Smith has done a decent job of getting that defense to come to play. Pierce has run it. Raheem, can I get you in on the Texans plus one and a half? Yes, you can. And it's the only Houston team that I'll be riding with this week. It's now, like me and you both. The, uh, yeah. Go. The other Houston team, they can go. Um, but I, I like this one. I mean, when you look at the Titans, they're, I mean, they're not a team that I'm, I'm high on at all. Honestly, they beat the Colts by nine in a game where the Colts gave up 10 points off turnovers. They had a pick six and then, you know, they had another interception, which led to a field goal. They had a fumble at the end. I'm just not high on this Titans team. And we all know Davis Mills. On the road versus at home, his splits are are, are damning. Ryan Tannehill, he got banged up last week. I, I just think the, the the Texans should be able to keep this game close and, and possibly win this game outright. House, you in? I don't have a feel one way or, or the other. Um, I don't like going against Vrabel, especially now. It, it's another division game for them, and 
they can really grab control of that AFC South, the worst conference in football, notwithstanding the NFC South. Something's going on in these South divisions this yeah. year in the NFL. I would uh, slight lean towards Houston just because of how plucky they are, but I don't have a vibe for it. You know, one thing I want to add is the Titans have actually been outgamed, but like in yards per play and, and yardage and, and pretty much every single game this year. So, I mean, those two Colts wins were basically decided by turnovers. So if the, the Texans don't turn the ball over, I, I think they have a real shot. Isn't there a Tannehill, a Tannehill injury possibility as well? He was beat up at the end of that game. That is true. I mean, regardless, I think it's a Houston spot. I think Tennessee is bound for a little regression here. The AFC South is not going to be an easy ride for any of these teams. It's going to be a slot fest that has like nine and eight division champ written all over it. And I just can't see Tennessee like last year finding a way to run away with it. All right, boys, the other bet I've made and you got to wait all the way until Monday night. But I saw this number and I couldn't pass it up. I couldn't resist house. Desperate situation for the Cleveland Browns. They have to win this game. Their season is on the line. I understand that they've looked awful the last few weeks and Jacoby Brissett stinks at quarterback. I've bet the Browns. I am going down with the ship. I'm taking them plus three. Am I certifiably insane? I just can't get there with you. And part of it is because of my um, natural inclination to want to reward the teams that have been good to me. That's the Cincinnati Bengals over the last three weeks. Cincinnati, especially in that game against Atlanta, now, that was a home performance for them, but they they handled their business. I, it feels to me like, you know, they, they've they've kind of, you know, righted the ship. The, the, this continuing stat, speaking of our, our good friend Warren Sharp, he keeps throwing up these, these third quarters where Cincinnati is shutting teams out. They're just every single game, and they're, they're winning games by coming out after halftime and not permitting anything at, in, in the second half. It's really the blueprint that we saw for their success against the Chiefs, the, the giant surprise that propelled Cincinnati into the Super Bowl. Going backwards and on into this season, there's a string now of, you know, 15 to 18 games. We're way, way past the point where it's a, a mistake where the Bengals shut teams out in the second half. I think points are going to be really hard to come by for the Browns. And so in this instance, I like the Bengals, the better offense um, in, in the situation, notwithstanding the desperation that you're describing. I mean, the thing to me, JJ, is... Cleveland is just biding its time until until it's Deshaun time. And, you know, it, it, it may be been, too little too late. I mean, if you keep losing right. games, then it could be Deshaun time and at two and eight. Yeah, well, I think seven. That's, that's where they're going to be. I mean, ultimately, and I think the right thing for them is to think about next season because they tried their best to be competitive. They have one score games in this mix, but they, they just they're, they're not a winning football team. Raheem, I know we got to wait till Monday night. Initial lean on my Browns pick that I'm spoiling already. I'm gonna be honest with you. I like the Bengals in this matchup, and one of the reasons why is when you look at this Browns defense, it's a mess. It's it's downright abysmal. I mean, look, they can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. This is a team which is 28th in Football Outsiders defensive DVOA. They're 27th against the rush and 28th against the pass. And we all know Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. They have some offensive weapons. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of their their head coach, but the one thing I can say is that, how said it earlier, this defense is locking down teams. So 
I mean, this is a team that gave up 38 points to the New England Patriots, who got shut down by the Bears yesterday. They gave up 30 points to the Chargers, who have bad offensive line play. They gave up 23 points to the Atlanta Falcons. What's Joe Burrow going to do to this team? So I'm going to be honest with you. I'm probably, I would rather grab the three on the Bengals. I think it's three minus 120 now. That's not going to be there by game time. If you're going to take the Browns, I, I think I, I so think you're suggesting that I should wait on this game. Yeah, I mean, because I've bet I the Texans and I've thought long and hard about betting the Browns. And I will be on the Browns. So I'm going to wait there, then. There were some three and a halves in the market that, I mean, got snatched up. So I guess, you know, there's some sharp money that agrees with you. But I just, I see this line going up just because I just, I'm not high on the Browns at all. And I just think the bang, these are two teams going in different directions. And I, I think, honestly, there's some value on taking the Bengals to win this division. I mean, I know the, the Ravens have an easier schedule, but... I just think that the Bengals and the, and the, and the Ravens are going to fight this thing out. So you're getting plus money on the Bengals. Um, I think there's some value there. Raheem, have you bet anything yet for Wigate? I'm looking at betting the the Bengals, but I think one of the one of the games that stands out to me is I like the Raiders. Um, when you look at the Saints, they're a team that we were all high on coming into this season, but for whatever reason. They're building a hospital every week with their injury report. And I think the Raiders have been a little bit unlucky. So I may find myself on the Raiders. Um, that's one that stands out to me. I'm also waiting for this Vikings line to go down. Um, for whatever reason, people are betting Arizona. I'm not high on them at all. I know they got DeAndre Hopkins back. But I think the Vikings, they continue to have one of the best home field advantages in football. So I may be on them if this line gets to three. Okay, boys. The moment we've been waiting for a house. Raheem's Phillies in the World Series against the Houston Astros, a team trying to get their second title in like six years, even though they've been in the World Series like four out of the last six years. Dusty looking for the first title. Bryce Harper looking for the first title. House, are you actually going to be rooting for the Astros in this series? I feel like you are. No chance. Absolutely not. Are no you scenario. Even with Harper, even with no. Harper there, that doesn't supersede the Astros and the scummy factor. So. The, what what pushes me is if if somebody's going to win the World Series and there's a National League East team in the mix, this would be the third straight year for the National League East because uh, I don't count 2020. I don't count that that uh, summer you camp. You excuse the title. bubble in Arlington, Texas. <laughs> I, don't, I don't count <laughs> play baseball in an empty stadium. I mean, go down the block and play. I don't I, the. The Dodgers, L.A. had caught two of those summer camp champs. Go ahead and put up, you know, put up your YMCA flags uh, for the Dodgers <laughs> and the Lakers. Congratulations, y'all won summer camp titles. But look, the Braves last year, I'm I'm on the Phillies. I love the 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 mojo, the juju, everything about um, this Phillies team. I'm man enough to recognize that Bryce Harper, who built his career here in Washington, that grew up from a teenager into a man. We cultivated and developed the young fella, an MVP here in Washington, an MVP in Philadelphia. It's his time to shine. I can get behind that. I'm on the Phillies, JJ. Ooh, I love I know it. Raheem I love is going to like that. And listen, I'm rooting for you guys. I think the Phillies have a legitimate chance in this series. I think they're hot. I think their lineup can hit home runs. Are they going to be able to continue to pitch in the back end of the bullpen? And Raheem, can they figure out from Ranger Suarez to Syndergaard or whoever the fourth starter is going to be, how to contain the Astros. I think this is a lengthy series. I think the Phillies will scare them. Unfortunately, guys, I can't get on board. I think the Astros win the series. 
I hope I'm wrong. Like, listen to me. I really do. I hope I'm wrong. I hope we're talking about the Phillies as World Series champions. I just can't see the Astros getting into World Series and losing again. I can't, Raheem. I'm sorry, I mean, this bro. is what I this can't. is what they do. And I mean, like Joe Justin Verlander's getting long in the tooth. I, I think we beat him up on Friday. I'm gonna be honest with you. And I just think when I looked at that that Seattle series, I'm gonna be honest with you. I felt like they they should have won. They should have lost game one. We all know that. I mean, well, the manager the, screwed it up. He brings in yeah, Robbie you, Ray. What you bring a joke. in Robbie yeah. Ray, who just got shelled three days before that. They should have won game two, but they they messed up. I mean, they 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 couldn't get runners in scoring position then, and then they had the lead for the most of the game, and then they give up the the home run to to Jordan again. So to me, those first two games that pretty much ended the series, and then game three, it was just like it was. I mean, neck and neck with 18 innings. And then you play a Yankees team, which has been, I mean, I hate to say it, JJ, but you guys have been dead since June. Other no, than, they were I mean, limping. They were limping in the second half. They missed guys, and they weren't as good as their record was earlier in the year. That's, yeah, so and, I, and throwing the fact that the Astros are the Yankees' daddy, you know, or the uh, whatever, the Astros, however you want to phrase it, they're our daddy, okay? They're the daddy. But even, even, even with that, the Yankees lost two one-run games. It's not like they got completely dominated in this series. They lost close games. So to me, I think they're they're going up against a hot Phillies team who was just hitting home runs. Bryce is on fire. Reese Hoskins is on fire. Swarver, who was struggling through the first round of the playoffs in the wild card, he's on fire. I, I I'm going with the Phils. I, I think honestly, I'm I'm a I'm gonna call my shot here. This is four one. Four two Phillies. Whoa. Wow, I like okay. it. Okay, he's he's doing the Reese Hoskins, uh, the bat drop. You know that's yeah. what he's doing right now, House. <laughs> Schwarber down to one knee. Let's go. Let's go, Dream. <laughs> Listen, I'm rooting for you guys, and I feel like I may just throw my money on the Phillies because I don't want to have to root for the Astros. So I might as well have some fun, and I might as well take some plus money. House, we got to commend Raheem though. You and I both just bet as we close this out with some NBA. The Mavericks, because of everything he told us from an injury standpoint, and now I see the line is up to six. So we got a half a point. So thank Already you. Already got Raheem. value. No, no problem. No problem. I, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I think the Suns win tonight too. I think there's some value on them. Yeah, I kind of like Phoenix tonight too. That line's went from three to two. I, I, I I'm gonna get in on Phoenix tonight. There is early indication that the Warriors' um, defense they, they just haven't started clicking yet. They're they're um, giving up way too much on the offensive boards and, you know, teams are getting out and able to score. We haven't seen that version of shutdown defense from the Warriors uh, that we saw last season. It's early, so that that's okay. You know, I got to play, and Raheem tells me never to parlay, but I got to do it anyway. We already are on the Mavericks. We got the Mavs, JJ. I'm going tonight down to the Capital One Arena here. Oh, so that's the game Washington. that you got to bet that game. That's I got to bet it. That's, that's it. the way so it goes. I'm, it's a whiz Mavs parlay for house. That's plus one ten odds. You can play it with however many units you're comfortable. Um, but yeah, why why not have a little bit of Tuesday night? Let's build up the bankroll f- to to lose it all with come come NFL weekend. Week Ooh. eight. I may I may get on board with you with that. I, I like Just that. I like one. that. I may ride out of like uh, in spirit. You know. Yeah, I appreciate that, boys. Fabulous, fabulous job. There's a lot of cashing we got to do. The NBA season's hot. My by the way. Jalen Brunson looks good. I'm giddy about my Jalen Brunson, man. Moving the ball. The Knicks got a point guard. They took care of it. That was uh, Detroit and Orlando. Nothing for the confidence than seeing Detroit and Orlando the last two days, you know? Yeah. Hey, 
I mean, I, I, I had, I love that NBA slate last night and I had a, a four leg parlay where I cross did cross board NBA and NFL. And, and just like we started this show, Belichick took my money right out of my pocket. Thanks, but man, that, yeah, last they night cost was you, good. cost me, cost us, not, not Raheem, but that's I, okay. you know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you who's costing me. I should have listened to the house on this. The Brooklyn Nets are dead as fried chicken. I keep backing the Brooklyn Nets. I don't know why. I, I trust Kyrie and Kevin Durant. They got to blow that team up. And then Benjamin Simmons. Nice defense Simmons. yesterday on John Morant. Nice defense. Ben Simmons, I mean, he has more fouls than field goal attempts at this point. So He, he I, looks like a guy who didn't, hasn't played basketball in 18 months. Like I'm, I'm, putting, I'm putting a moratorium on betting on the Nets because I can't do it. Boys, more opportunities to pay <laughs> Brooklyn. I like the sound of that. For Joe House, Raheem Palmer, excellent work by the War Gone Warrior. We're back next week. The boys are back later in the week with all sorts of NFL stuff. And I'm going to be cashing that Texans bet. I'm just really, really confident. I don't know why. It's irrational confidence. It's like J.R. Smith in a gym. You take it, you roll with it. All right, boys. Later. Later.